It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to It's Haunted, What Now? I'm your host, Lainey. I don't know if you heard, but my friend Liz Sauer is back with new episodes of Ghost in the Burbs. I was so thrilled to see this staple of the podcast community come back to us, and I am incredibly excited. You guys came through for me in this episode and submitted some incredible stories. We even have some returning storytellers coming back to share more about their haunted experiences. Okay, ready to get spooked? Kelly's husband might be in denial about his sensitivity to the other side of the veil, but she is not. I've always been open and spiritual. My husband, not so much. Now, however, I believe he's a little more open. This one particular time, my son asked me one morning who was in the attic moving boxes around. He's autistic and very literal, so I was highly concerned. Needless to say, I forgot about it. Days passed and he asked me again. Now, my interest was certainly piqued. I assured him nobody was in the attic and I would be sure to try and keep an ear on the matter. Again, I forgot about the subject until one night I was awoken by the certain sound of somebody pushing something heavy across the attic floor. We live in a single-story house, so it was definitely the attic. It most definitely sounded like someone pushing boxes against the door. I started to sweat as I tried to wake my husband. Of course, the sound stopped. The next morning, he went into the attic and of course told me it was still a completely full space and there was no way anything could be pushed around. Fine, whatever. While this was going on, our Boston pup, about four years of age at the time, 
I realized every night he would sit at the beginning of our hallway and stare and bark at nothing. My husband says, he's a dog, he's fine. One day we were hanging out in our pool. We had fly traps in three corners of the outside corners of our house. There was one swaying back and forth and my Boston was sitting under the trap. We have a wall of oleanders across the back of the yard and a 40-foot tall eucalyptus tree and not a leaf was moving. Needless to say, I bought sage and cleansed my house. A month or so later, we had a party and hired two psychics who agreed there is someone visiting and they believed it was my husband's mother that passed a year before. Who knows, but all is well. Today anyway. See, I trust animals when they're spooked. Their senses are much more heightened than ours, and it does make me sad for the spirit on the other side when they're not acknowledged by their loved ones, maybe because they can't see them or because they're blocked off in some way. I'm glad that if it was his mom, she just popped in to probably check on him and then left. Our next story comes from horror writer Me who you might remember from a previous episode of being haunted by the spirit of an old man on his farm in Australia. Well, he's back to share more news with us. a farm in Australia and was being haunted by the ghost of the old boy who lived on the farm before us, who had a heart attack and fell into a fire. I said I'd tell you some more paranormal things that have happened to me, but I've been really busy. Something happened today which sort of links what I told you about the old boy's ghost. It's creeped the hell out of me. I thought it might interest you. So I have an EVP recorder on my phone. I use it for fun, but at the moment, I'm freaking out. When I told you about the old boy who owned the farm before us and he'd had a heart attack and died falling into the fire, what I didn't say was that there was a criminal investigation because his lady friend was in the house reading a book when he fell into the fire pit and she didn't look for him for over an hour. The gossip was that there was another man with her and there was an argument that may or may not have caused the accident. I think it's not true. I think it was just a heart attack. That's why I didn't say anything because the police dropped the investigation pretty swiftly and the gossip had nothing to do with him haunting the house. But it's now relevant to what I'm about to tell you. I was playing with the EVP player and it says a lot of random words like in danger, then random words followed by fire, killed, push. I thought this was just a coincidence. I'm being silly. I turned it off, but here comes the freaking out bit. I thought, I'll try again just to prove it's a coincidence. This is the important detail. I write ghost stories, and this week I wrote about a ghost boy writing in dust. Play with me. I turned the EVP player back on, and almost straight away it said, Follow you. And then, play with me. All the hairs on the back of my neck stood on end. 
This is the EVP player mostly. If you're lucky, you get a word every 10 minutes, sometimes nothing at all. This was an insane amount of words, but what really scared me was the follow you and then play with me. I just had an image in my head of someone standing behind me, reading my book as I wrote it. I think I might delete the app. I just thought you might like the update out of interest. Uh, yeah, I love the update. It's terrifying and confession. I once downloaded an EVP app when I was planning on going on a haunted tour in El Paso, Texas, but I immediately deleted it because I didn't want anything following me back or attaching itself to my phone somehow. I know it sounds silly, but this solidifies that my gut is usually leading me in the right direction. Now, Shay submitted a story via our website, which I would encourage you to do if you have a spooky tale to share with the show. Seeing as how I'm now 40 and only shared this story with maybe a handful of people, I thought I'd send this one in. This is one of the many that I've experienced as a child and adult as I'm sensitive to paranormal and ghost activity. It was the summer before my senior year in high school. I grew up in southern New Mexico and the summer nights are almost just as hot as the days. I was driving home on a back road about midnight one Saturday night with the windows down like I had done a million times before when the temperature suddenly dropped about 15 degrees. I didn't think much about it. In fact, I welcomed it. I looked down just long enough to change the setting on the air conditioner as I had rolled the windows up and when I looked back up, there was a man standing in the middle of the road. I hit the brakes and slid the Mustang I was driving sideways, stopping abruptly in the middle of said road. At that moment, all I could think of was to lock the doors. As I slid my hand over the door locks, thank goodness they were automatic locks, I got a chill all the way down my spine, and then the hair on the back of my neck stood up. I remember taking a couple of deep breaths and saying to myself, Surely not. You did not just hit someone. As I muster up the courage to open my eyes and look out of the windshield, I see the same man standing right in front of my car. Only he had his hand extended and his eyes were white. There were no irises. That's the exact moment I lost my shit. I immediately started yelling and telling it to leave me alone and closing my eyes. I sat there with my eyes closed and my teeth and hands clenched for what seemed like forever before I opened them up and looked up. When I looked up, the man was gone. I haven't seen him since, and that's a-okay with me. Thanks for taking the time to read my story. Now, in the name of transparency, I read this submission while lying in my bed one night at like four o'clock in the morning. 
I had suddenly woken up at exactly, now I remember, 4.25 a.m., which if you're an angel number person, then 4.25 means that there's going to be a slow yet progressive change leading to a brighter and more suitable situation, circumstance, or career and lifestyle choice. But I wasn't sure if that included being creeped out by this story. I have this fear of driving alone at night, especially long distances. It mostly has to do with watching my mom get robbed at gunpoint off the side of a highway while my brothers and I watched helplessly from the back. But it also has to do with the fact that I believe in the paranormal. So driving down dark stretches of road at night just don't ever end well. As you've just heard in Shay's story. Now, Ricey has a warning about camping alone. Come on, people. This is a long one, guys, but it's worth it. This really freaked me out at the time. If anyone has a solid idea of what this was or if they've had a similar experience, I'd love to hear it. This happened to me a while back when I decided to go on another camping trip alone. I always liked camping alone. There's something serene and sobering about being isolated in the middle of the wilderness, and I always found it relaxing. So I planned out what trail I was going to take, packed my camping gear and my rifle for protection, and jumped in my truck. I get to this trail early in the morning and hike about 15 to 20 miles until I find the right spot and head off the trail to find a place to put my tent up. I stumble upon this nice size clearing and decide that it's a nice and beautiful spot to settle down. I'm exhausted at this point, but set up the tent at the southernmost edge of the clearing next to the tree line and manage to get a fire going. I roast some weenies and start to hear a sound in the distance underneath all the forest noise. It sounded like an animal, most likely a deer, with a lame leg as it sounded like an animal was making a walking or dragging noise. I felt bad for the poor guy, but it was too far away and it was getting dark, so I really couldn't go find it and put it out of its misery. I think nothing of it after that and go about eating my food. After I eat, I douse out the fire and crawl into my tent and insert myself into my sleeping bag. I decided that even at my exhausted and relaxed state, I can't go to sleep. So I pull out a book I brought with me and start to read by the light of my lamp. Hours go by and I hear that sound again, this time closer, right at the opposite side of the clearing. Surprised, I put my book down and listen to this animal walk or drag across the clearing towards my tent. It's really loud at this point, and it now sounds like the hooves are all being heavily planted, with the dragging noise following seconds after, like the deer is dragging something along. It makes it to about what I assume is the middle of the clearing, and stops, and I hear nothing. No breathing. I mean, not a sound from this animal. I unzip the tent and look into the clearing. Nothing but trees and darkness. What the fuck? What the fuck? Unnerved at this point, I zip the tent back up 
and sit there listening for other noises. Nothing, just the crickets and the breeze. I decide that there are a lot of strange noises in the woods and try not to let it bother me. Besides, I had my rifle. I start to doze off when I hear men's laughter off in the distance to my right, then women's laughter and sticks snapping far off to my left. I'm up now, wondering if what I am hearing is really what I am hearing or just a product of being half asleep. I hear more faint laughing from a couple of other different directions, all different, like old men, old women, even children, and confirm that it's real. The noises are closing in and I grab my rifle, preparing to fire a warning shot off in the air in case they came too close. Something about this laughter, how far in I was, the noise earlier, and the time of night told me that it was not just another family strolling through. I was on edge already, but then I noticed that the nightlife was dead quiet. Not even the wind was making any noise. I decided enough was enough. I unzipped the tent and fired a shot into the night. I sat there and surveyed the tree line. I saw nothing. I listened intensely to my surroundings. No laughing and the forest sounds had returned, relaxing just a bit and figuring that scared whoever off. I sat down and in my exhausted state, I fell asleep. I wake up later in a cold sweat, racked with anxiety and it was still dark outside. I immediately hear two people whispering not too far from my tent. Alert, I grab my rifle and listen to what they are saying. I can't make out much, but I hear something about being lost, so I shout, Hey, who's there? The voices fall silent. I shout again, Are you lost? Who's there? Suddenly, a huge burst of flame, like a flamethrower, erupted from the middle of the clearing, illuminating several silhouettes of people just standing around. In shock, I fire my rifle, blowing a hole in the front of my tent, and it goes dark. Without checking my surroundings, I get up and sprint out of my tent, making a hard left back to where the trail was. I hiked until sunrise back to my truck, with my head over my shoulder the entire way. I never heard anyone follow me, never saw anyone or anything the whole way, but I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. After that, my enjoyment of camping alone left me like I left all my gear in the woods that night. I'm going to pause the spooky tales so you can hear a word from our sponsors. Finding the right counselor when you need to talk can be a daunting task, but with better help, it doesn't have to be. For over a year, I have found that online therapy is right for me. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's great because you can start communicating in under 24 hours. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's counselor network, which may not be locally available in some areas. If you're thinking you can't afford it, think again. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. 
BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash It's Haunted. That's BetterHelp. And join the over 500,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, a special offer for It's Haunted What Now listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash It's Haunted. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I would have already, like, darted after hearing the first sounds of laughter. I cannot deal with uncertainty like that. I have this thing about why I won't live in the country. If you live in the country, then you know what I'm talking about. You look out your window and you see nothing but complete darkness. Everything is a reflection of what is happening inside your house, and you don't see anything until it hops in front of your window to scare the crap out of you. Yeah. I'm not about that life. Alex comes to the show about his father's haunted home. Hey guys, I thought I should share my story, so here it is. I'll admit, I'm not a really good storyteller, but I can assure you, everything is the truth. I have two brothers, I'm the middle child, and my mom and dad are still both alive. However, they have been divorced for about three years. My dad still lives in our childhood home that I lived in from birth to 18 until I joined the army. After having experiences, we did some research on our home and found out that there were no deaths that we knew of that took place in the home. There was, however, a younger girl who got really sick and was transported to a nearby hospital about 30 or 40 years ago, and we are not sure what happened to her. We also found out that our house in town, along with other houses, was built in a swampy area. Not sure why this was, but if I remember correctly, I want to say that because it was a swampy area, someone mentioned that it was possible bones of people may have been transported to our backyard during flooding, I don't quite remember the logistics of that conversation. Also, I have never had a personal experience. Growing up, our house, especially our basement, was always spooky. I never saw anything, but remember my parents talking about my older brother, how when he was younger, he would talk about a little girl at the end of our hallway. Additionally, we had two dogs, and I remember my mom stating that once our dogs were barking at the ceiling, and continuously barking their way that the TV suddenly shut off. This is all I can remember that happened growing up. I have never experienced anything in our home, ever. In 2012, I was just getting out of the army, though that's irrelevant actually. My mom became interested in the paranormal, 
Not sure why, but I think it all started with she thought she could feel someone or something sitting on her bed while she was sleeping. Sometimes my dad would be sleeping in bed as well, and sometimes he wouldn't be there at all. She also made comments on hearing scratching and growling noises. She became interested and purchased a digital voice recorder. My mom is almost 60 years old. She barely knows how to use a computer, and she especially doesn't know how to fake any sort of paranormal activity. I just thought I should put that out there. One night, my mom thought it would be a good idea to put the recorder outside of my brother's bedroom door that was closed while he was sleeping. On the recording, you can hear plain as day my brother snoring. It was about 3 a.m., and while you hear my brother snoring, you suddenly hear a voice that says, Get up. Get up. There was no TV in my brother's room, and no other TVs were on. That morning, my brother tells my mom this nightmare he had where a little girl was chasing him. He suddenly wakes up, in real life, and looks at the end of his bed, and sees a little girl standing there. He rubs his eyes, stands up, turns on the light, and the little girl is gone. My brother, who is now a registered nurse, also would not make this sort of thing up. Coincidentally, this happened the same night my mom caught that EVP, which she actually didn't even know about until a few days after my brother saw the little girl. A few months go by, and strange things continue to happen in the house as my mom continues to be interested in the paranormal. There were multiple other recordings captured, but none that really stuck out like this first one. However, this one I remember and is quite interesting. One night, my mom had one of her sisters over with my sister-in-law. My mom is telling everyone about the strange recordings she was capturing. As she was doing this, they decided to try another recording. My aunt, my mom's sister, decided to say something along the lines of, Jesus and God will always protect us. You can't hurt us. Then plain as day, when you listen back, you hear someone saying, fuck you, on the recording. This was not heard in real time. As they were doing this, my sister-in-law got a bloody nose. I'm not sure if it was related or not. So my dad was getting a bit annoyed by these things in our house. My mom was having fun, but perhaps going crazy, literally. My dad would say that he would hear footsteps upstairs. Mom and dad's bedroom was in the creepy basement and other strange noises. He heard scratching on the wall outside his bedroom as well. He thought it was a squirrel or some other animal, but he never found anything. Anyways, my dad reached out to this paranormal group in Wisconsin. They came in and captured, while in the basement, someone whistling, I've been working on the railroad. Upstairs, and you can hear it plain as day and footsteps of someone walking upstairs. They supposedly caught some strange pictures as well and some other things, but that was really the main thing that stuck out to me. My dad, as mentioned earlier, was getting a little annoyed, so he was telling these people at work about what was happening, and someone told him to go to this barbershop and ask for this lady. He did so and found this lady and told her what was happening. She said there were two portals opened, one in the backyard and one in the basement. She said she could close them without even having to go to the house for $50. My dad, being a skeptic of this kind of stuff, thought he'd still give it a try, so he did. 
A few days go by and things stopped happening. I visited shortly after and could honestly feel this spookiness no longer exist. I mean, it was still an old house and all, but there was definitely a difference. Since this, my dad and my mom, when they were together, haven't experienced anything else in this house. It's insanely crazy that this sort of thing can even be done. Listen, I wish I had the cojones that your mom does to record something like that in my home. There's no way that I would ever do that, but I'm glad that those portals were closed by the lady from the barbershop, which I think is pretty dope. Anyways, Savannah Storm brings us our final story for this episode, and I'm so grateful that she chose to share it with us. My mom always said when I was very small that I would tell her things that turned out to be true. The most memorable one happened when I was about three. My mom's friend was minding her own business, and I went up to her and touched her face and told her she should not eat cheese. She wasn't currently eating any, I just said it out of the blue. I guess before she came over, she had eaten some, so she was really weirded out. The next day, she comes over after an ER trip. Her entire face is swollen, and it turns out she had developed a severe allergy to cheese. That friend always tried to get me to tell her more things, but I would always say that that's not how it works. Fast forward to me being about five years old. I was taken away from my mom at this point in my life due to her using methamphetamines. I lived with my paternal grandparents. I often slept with my grandma at this age. When I woke up this particular morning, I was not in my body. I was watching myself sleep next to my grandma on my bed. I was above us, tucked in the corner of my room. I floated into the living room, looked out the window, and saw someone I didn't recognize. She had a beaker and dumped something onto my lawn and left in a panic. What I saw then was black smoke rise from whatever liquid was just poured out. I felt a sense of overwhelming fear. I knew I had to wake myself up. I didn't know how to. I was looking right at my own face and couldn't wake myself up. I felt that fear again while I was attempting to wake myself up. And then I saw it. A hooded figure dressed in black. I could see it had flames for eyes. My floating self tucked itself back into the corner of the ceiling. It didn't notice the floating me only the sleeping me. It grabbed something from under its cloak, something that, whatever it was, stabbed me with. I was screaming from my bed and the ceiling. I could feel it deep under my ribs. I was inconsolable for hours, and when I was finally able to talk and explain everything, I had a giant bruise where I had been stabbed. Not even a week later, my mom, who was a very heavy user at this point, came to my grandparents' house, and she was in hysterics. My grandma was holding me back, and my papa was holding my mom back. She kept screaming, They're coming for you, the demons, over and over. And I swear, when something bad is happening or something is off, that same spot still aches. So here is another. At this point, I'm eight. I've grown used to hearing things and not telling anyone. 
For a long time, there were two apparitions who would watch me sleep. They would whisper to each other, Is she asleep? And the other one would respond, Not yet. I would lie awake at night drenched in sweat with my eyes closed lying as still as possible. When I was eight, my papa had died. I was absolutely heartbroken. I didn't talk to anyone for three months. I had nothing to say. Then my bio father, who I didn't even know, was released from prison and came to live with my grandma, his mom, and I. He was beyond cruel to me. We haven't spoken in 10 to 11 years, but I was about eight and a half or so when we purchased this house next door to the one my papa passed away in. I don't think my grandma could stand to be there. Well, we had managed to clear out that house completely and were getting it ready for tenants to move in. We kept it locked at all times. One day, my dad and I were cleaning up the yard at the new house when we heard the sound of our original house's side gate opening. It had a distinct scraping sound it would make against the concrete. My dad and I looked up at each other. Then we heard the side garage door open and slam. We knew for a fact that the door was locked, and then the door to get into the kitchen was opened and slammed shut. We ran into the house. All the doors we knew were locked were now unlocked. The house was empty, no furniture, nothing. There was nowhere for anyone to hide. My dad called out for his dad, and this feeling of sadness came over me. My papa was there, but we weren't. I didn't know what to do. I felt my heartbreak all over that day. My dad told me that day he sees things, described some of the scariest things I've ever heard. I didn't want to talk to him about it. I get this gut punch feeling just thinking about the pictures he used to have of the things he would see. The one picture that I wish I still had was so scary I swear I almost threw up. When I was 13, I would visit my dad and my grandma in the new house. At this point, I had moved in with my mom. My dad mentioned he invited something in, a girl. That's all he told me. We would put the dogs in the laundry room at night for bed. For some reason, after we put the dogs away, I decided I would take some digital photos. I read or heard somewhere that Flash can get things that we can't see with our eyes. I took pictures of the kitchen and the living room and also leading to the laundry room where the dogs were. There was the back of a girl, long braid, walking towards the laundry room. I stared at the photos in disbelief. The dogs started growling. I ran to my dad, and then he showed me a picture. It was of his girlfriend, and she was holding up one of his dumb pistols. But in the background, the TV was visible, and there was the same girl. But this time, it was her face, black eyes, grayish skin and you could see her fingertips on the edge of the TV. It reminded me of the ring. I got mad. I said that it was a picture of the TV, but if you've ever taken a picture of the TV, you see those lines, but there weren't any in this picture. Later that week, we lost that camera, and the girl started to turn things on and off. The radio, the lights. It got so bad, I once screamed at her to stop, and it did but I don't know who that girl was or how he got her there like he claimed he did. But it was terrifying. I don't trust my bio dad one bit. He is a violent man, and I'm afraid she was maybe hurt by him somehow. 
Wow, Savannah, thank you so much for sharing that story. I truly hope that that little girl isn't anybody that your father has actually hurt and maybe is some type of malevolent or unrested energy. I don't know. Well, that wraps up this episode. If you have a spooky tale to share with the show, head to hauntedpod.com and click on submit to send your story to me. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice. It really does help us out. You can find us on most social media platforms, Twitter at podcasts underscore haunted, facebook.com slash haunted pod, or on Instagram at it's haunted what now. And of course, our website is hauntedpod.com. Audio engineering was provided by Ches Gray, who manages Gray Multimedia. Spooky tune creator for the show is Nico at We Talk of Dreams. Check him out on Twitter at We Talk of Dreams or WeTalkOfDreams.com. Until next time. Did you hear that?